What's up, fantasy freaks? Guess what today's episode is? The most important episode of the year. The running back rankings. This is where you're going to win or lose your leagues, guys. Anyway, this is the fantasy football freak, Christian Michael, the pharaoh of the flex position, the draft dictator, the sultan of the sleepers. We are in the beautiful Bear Island Brewing Studios in Boise, Idaho, and today is the day. So I wanted to share with you guys um, something that I have been trying lately. It's called the Draft Wizard. Um, And it's ran through Fantasy Pros, which is a a website and podcast uh, by two of the really top guys in the industry who are pretty accurate. Anyway, they put together this algorithm. So if you go to draftwizard.fantasypros.com, they have where you can do mock drafts, kind of like a sleeper or an ESPN league. Um, You can draft in any position and uh, you can do a PPR, you can do a season long dynasty, half PPR, standard, snake, auction, any of those things. And at the end of your draft, they will grade it. And so it comes out if you um, normally, um, normally you'll be somewhere in like the 80s if you're, if you didn't draft well, but sometimes you will get like a 95 or a 96. And what I do with those is I screenshot those ones that are 96s. And I just look at like the approach that I went, went through, like how heavy I went at running back when I went at quarterback. Um, how many elite tier one guys I have and all that is in their algorithm. And so I just try to, uh, I screenshot all of those on my phone and just try to get myself in that mindset that that is going to be what my draft, when it comes to draft day, that's what I'm going to be, uh, what it looks like. So, um, without further ado, let's get into our running back rankings. So the first two that I have on here, my number 30 and my number 29 um, running backs are not one guy. They're two guys from two separate teams. So at 30, uh, I have Ronald Jones or Peyton Barber. So whoever emerges next week, as whoever comes out with the starters, I should say, next week and uh, the last week of preseason... That's who I slot in right there. I believe it's probably going to be Peyton Barber, unfortunately. Um, But Ronald Jones put on some weight in the offseason. So let's see if that weight helps him or hurts him. Um, But that's where I got them. And then number 29, I have Adrian Peterson and Darius Geis. If it's Adrian Peterson, um, this is kind of where his floor and his uh, ceiling are. I like the guy, but... He's old and um, he's a good value to have at this point. But if it is Darius Geis and he can stay healthy, uh, he could be a league winner. Uh, We don't know yet. We have to see him on that surgically repaired knee. Um, So anyway, that's that's it when it comes to running back battles. The rest of the way, guys, it's going to be, you know, 
actually guys not running back tandems. So, uh, let me see. So, next I have Tariq Cohen at 28. So, the consensus has him at 33. And I just think uh, with Jordan Howard leaving to Philadelphia and them drafting David Montgomery, I I really think that David Montgomery is going to be a league winner this year. But Cohen has a position, unlike most flex guys, he has a position that... um, especially in PPR leagues where he can score every week while the starting running back does well. And it, it happened last year. They use him in a lot of, um, they almost use him as like a slot receiver in a lot of ways. And he's explosive. So that's where I have him. Number 27, I have Josh Jacobs. This is a lot lower than most people have him. The consensus have him at 21. The reason why I have him at 27 is I just, it, I, it's, I think the Raiders are going to be garbage. They're already a dumpster fire if you're watching Hard Knocks. Everything that's going on with Antonio Brown and then that safety Abram that doesn't know how to play lightly. Laying out guys, you know, they're in shorts and shit. Um, You know, Mayock is coming out and saying, Antonio Brown, you're either with us or you're against us. I just don't know if it's going to work, you guys. Um, It sucks because I hope that they're going to be decent going to Vegas. Next, we have Kenyon Drake. This is a little bit higher than most people have, and they have him at 31. I know he's injured right now, and Kalen Balazs is getting a lot of work. But Kenyon Drake, uh, he's just the better back there. It remains to be seen what kind of offense this Flores offense is, and is it going to be Rosen or Fitzpatrick? Um, Either way, I think Kenyon Drake is probably their most explosive player. So I have him there at 26. Number 25, I have Lamar Miller. So I was really, really stoked a couple weeks ago when when they cut Deontay Foreman. And the Colts picked him. Is it the Colts who picked him up? Yeah, I think the Colts picked him up. And I was like, okay, Lamar Miller is finally free of Alfred Blue. He's finally free of Deontay Foreman. He's going to be a top 15 running back. And then two days later... Um, you know, they they trade for Duke Johnson. So I just think, you know, I slid him back down seven or eight spots once that happened because Duke Johnson is one of the most um, efficient guys uh, from the pass-catching perspective in the league. So this is where I have him. That's about where consensus has him at 27. I have him at 25 um, This just because the offense is so good. Number 24, I have Jordan Howard. That's going to really, really surprise some people because Miles Sanders is the expected starter there. I just don't see it. He could very well be. And you know what? If Miles Sanders is the starter, this is about where I would have him ranked. Just because they have Sproles. They have... um, They've got Corey Clement. They've got uh, that little guy from San Diego State can't remember his name but it's just a crowded backfield there and um but I think Jordan Howard will emerge a starter and be better than people think um next I have Austin Eckler at 23 uh consensus has him at 36 and my point here is if Melvin Gordon doesn't show up why you know here's the thing is Melvin Gordon is like a top five back right 
Okay, so the consensus has him like maybe 17. And then they have Eckler at 36. So is he a is he the top five back and he, is he gonna play? Or is Eckler gonna be higher? You can't you can't have them both that low. You either have Eckler way up or um or yeah, Eckler way up. Or you have him way down. It just, you have to, it doesn't make sense that you have Melvin Gordon low and then you have Eckler low. Because one of those starting guys is going to be the starting running back for the LA Chargers and be dominant and be a top 10 guy. So I have, I have Melvin Gordon off my list. He's off my list right now. I do not have Zeke off my list because I think it's a completely different situation. LA, or I should say the Chargers, have been known not to want to pay guys. They didn't pay LaDainian Tomlinson. They wouldn't pay um, Drew Brees. And they wouldn't pay Vincent Jackson and let all those guys go. So they have the history of that. While Dallas doesn't, Dallas has always paid the guy. And I think that's going to be the situation here. Zeke's going to be fine. But that's why I have Eckler this high. So... Um, the 23 through 30 that I just did are fourth tier guys. I have my running backs in a tier system and, um, those are my four tier guys, uh, 23 to 30. We're going to get into my third tiers. Now, these are my guys who I see is like, uh, they should be your running back twos or threes. You should never have any of these guys that I mentioned should not be your running back one or you're the worst team in the league. And I'm sorry to say that, but you should, none of these guys should be your top guys. Um, so at number 22, I have Philip Lindsay. I understand he had a Pro Bowl season last year. Uh, the experts consensus has him at 25. I have him a tiny bit higher. Um, not for really any reason. This is just kind of where... You know, he's a Pro Bowl guy, but I think Royce Freeman's still going to get a lot of work. I think they're going to be a better team this year with Joe Flacco. Maybe not. We'll see. But this is where I have Lindsey. It remains to be seen. Number 21, I have Mark Ingram. They like to pound the ball in Baltimore, so I think Gus Edwards is going to get a lot of work. And Mark Ingram is the best back there. Um, he could be a league winner for sure if he gets you know, 80, 75 to 80% of the work, he could be a league winner. The expert consensus have him at 24, so I'm a little bit higher on him. At number 20, I have Derrick Henry. Um, There wasn't any better back in football from like week 14 to 16 last year. But I don't know. I just have him. This is about where the consensus have him. They have him at 19. But I just want to see that it's he's consistent. If they decided... Wow, we were really good in those last couple games. We should keep it going. He could end up being a top 15 guy. But um, I just want to see him do it before anything. Number 19, uh, I have this guy way up than the consensus, Tevin Coleman. I believe this is the most talented back in San Francisco, and he's going to get the nod. Think, guys. Um, Shanahan had this guy in Atlanta and had Devontae Freeman, which is a great back. And still gave this guy a ton of work. This guy knows his system. And so he brings him over. Um, It's already a guy that he knows can contribute. And between Matt Breida and Mostert, 
and an injured McKinnon. Um, he wants, he needs a one of these backs that are his his type of players. So I think they're going to have the same sort of Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman role in San Francisco, but I believe it's going to be Tevin Coleman one and uh, the female burrito, Matt Burita, number two. So next I have Leonard Fournette. I have him uh, two spots lower than the consensus. I believe he can be a league winner and he could be a top 10 guy at the end of the year, but uh, there's attitude issues there. Um, if if he's injured, who knows? He normally misses four or five games. If he can put together 16 games and they're winning games, he can be a top 10 guy. But I have him here at 18 because I do. All right, here's my first real big um, differential than the consensus. I have Joe Mixon at number 17. Guys, the consensus have him at number 9. And I realized he had an okay la- okay year last year, but I think Cincinnati is worse and worse every year. Um, you know, and then they lose Perfect, and you know they get rid of Iloka on the back end. Defense is going to be bad. Andy Dalton doesn't look very good. Um, Gio Bernard, they just signed to another contract. I don't see Mixon being a top ten guy, so I have him here at seventeen. Um, next up, I have Marlon Mack at 16. Expert consensus has him at 13. Um, I'm a little bit more down on him because I think the Colts aren't as good as people think they are. We don't know when Andrew Luck is actually going to play. Um, so I think they're going to be in a lot of negative game scripts. So when I say negative game scripts, I mean they're going to be losing a lot of games and going to be coming back. And they use Naheem Hines. In, whenever they're in negative game scripts. So if you go back and you look at tape when they're losing, Marlon Mack doesn't touch the field. Um, so that's where I have him. So that is the end of my third tier. We're getting into my second tier, guys. These are guys that can be considered your starters, but are not elite. Um, so any of these guys, I'm, I'm okay with being your number one. Not super happy but I'm okay with it. Um, I just don't think they are the top six. I have six guys in my tier one. So let's get right to it. Number 15, I have David Montgomery, quite a bit higher than the expert consensus has him. They have him at 23. The reason why I have him at 15 is he is flashed in the preseason and there's no other real backs there. There's Mike Davis, but David Montgomery has been getting number one work and they spent high draft capital on him out of Iowa State, and he just looks really good. He looks like he's going to take over that Jordan Howard role, and um, he is a guy that I constantly target as my RB2. If you can get him as your RB2, you will be well off. Uh, next, I have Dalvin Cook. Um, experts have him higher. They have him at 11. I have him at 14, just because I've never seen him do it. I've never seen him have a season without injury, um, and this is still a good spot. You know, that's not... Not too terrible. Next one is a little bit different, though. I have Chris Carson. Um, let's just be real. Nobody runs the ball the way Seattle runs the ball. I know Rashad Penny's going to get a lot of work, but Chris Carson um, being at number 20 is ridiculous. That's the lead back on the most run-heavy offense in football. So I have him at 13. He's a brick house of a player. He's getting all the number one work. So... Um, that's where I have Chris Carson. 
Uh, next, I have Aaron Jones at number 12. This guy kind of disappointed last year. Not because of his own talent and opportunity, but because of coaching. They were giving Jamal Williams way too much work last year. And any time that Aaron Jones touched the ball more than 12 times, the Packers won. So there's a stat for you. Um, they The expert consensus has him at 14, so I'm close. But um, he runs at number 12 for me. Number 11, I have Carrion Johnson. So the new offensive coordinator in Detroit is Daryl Bevel. And anybody knows anything about Daryl Bevel in Seattle is he will run the hell out of the ball. This is the coordinator when they were in Super Bowls uh, when they had Marshawn Lynch. And that means they're going to be running 30 times a game. So that's where I have Carrion Johnson. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. And here is the key. I know C.J. Anderson is there to be the backup, but they got rid of Theo Riddick. And Theo Riddick, no... Here's another stat for you. No player has caught more balls from the running back position in the last four years than Theo Riddick. Not one guy. And, you know, you're talking about guys out there like James White, where that's their job. You know? Um, So, getting rid of... Theo Riddick and the addition of Daryl Bevel. Carryon Johnson could be a, a league winner this year for sure. Next, I have Todd Gurley. This is right where the experts have him at 10 because we're not real sure. We need to see him on that knee. Um, from what I understand medically about this, this knee issue is it swells a lot. And um, if he, if he, they, they, they have stated in LA that if they see swelling, that they will put him they will basically put him on ice. Uh, so definitely, if you get Gurley, uh, get Daryl Henderson or Malcolm Brown. Because you need to handcuff a guy like that that's injured so much. All right, moving on. Next, I have Sony Michelle. This is a huge difference. So expert consensus has him at 22. I have him at number nine. He was great last year. He had 12 touchdowns and 1,200 yards. So why is he 22? If you can get Sony as your as your RB2 or 3, if you get him as your RB3, you're winning your league. Like, hands down. If you can get Sony Michelle number 22, if you can get him as your third running back, you are winning your league. I don't even care what kind of ragtag receivers you put together. Um, they say in New England that he's getting a lot of the work that James White would normally get in the passing game. And... Um, you remember that one year with LeGarrette Blunt when he scored ton of touchdowns, 18 touchdowns? That was a league winner that year if you had LeGarrette Blunt. I think Sony's going to, if he can hold up, they say he has knee issues, but it remains to be seen. I have him at number nine because it's only right. Number eight, another huge difference from the consensus. I have Devontae Freeman at number eight. Expert consensus has him at number 17. Just listen to me. Hear me out on this one right here. So Tevin Coleman is gone. So the two running back system there in Atlanta is a thing of the past. It's not going to happen this year. The last time that Devontae Freeman got a ton of work and didn't really have that guy to spell him, he was the number one running back in football. Ido Smith is his backup, and Brian Hill from Wyoming is his other backup, and both guys have not done well to 
um, really grab hold of that second spot. I believe Devontae Freeman, if he can stay healthy, can be a league winner. He's borderline tier one guy for me. That's why it's just ridiculous for me to see that he is number 17 on the list. Uh, it's kind of sad. Uh, it's just disrespected. I think because he's a little guy or I don't know what it is. Um, number seven, the last one of my tier two guys. Um, and this is a guy who's on everybody's tier one list is David Johnson. Um, experts have him at five. I just, when I watch Arizona in the preseason, I don't care how good a guy is. Arizona's, their new spread system and how they're clapping for snap count. That's a college thing, Cliff. That's not an NFL thing. If you watch the Raiders against the Cardinals, dude, they were just blitzing their asses off and eating Kyler Murray up. He had 12 yards. He was like three for eight for 12 yards. And he was just getting, you know, ravaged. Because you can see when a guy is about to slap his hands. That's why you have snap counts. So you can't time blitzes like that. So if they don't fix that, they will easily be the worst team in the league. Easily. Because teams will just blitz the hell out of them. You can see when a guy is about to slap his hand. It's not college. It's not the way it works. You have you have guys like Jadavion Clowney coming off the end running 4-4s. You cannot run a system like that. And so I think Cliff Kingsbury is already on a hot seat. Um, but that's where I have David Johnson. It's still a good ranking for him. Number 7 overall. But I don't think he's a top 5 guy. I think he is if you run a normal offense. But the way that they're just going to be throwing the ball, he's going to... I could see him getting 100 receptions, which in a PPR format could make him the number one overall guy. But I don't see it. I just don't see the offense working. Um, We'll see next week if it changes. But if you can't handle the blitz, what are you going to do? All right, we're in tier one, guys. These are, are in my opinion, the league winners this year. And I think all six guys are locked and loaded as tier one guys. And I stand behind every one of these guys as as my tier one guys. So to start this out, number six, I have James Conner. Um, Le'Veon Bell is gone. Antonio Brown is gone. I believe Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster uh, are going to eat this year. There's nobody really behind Connor. Jalen Samuels, I guess. Um, Benny Snell Jr. But we saw what he did last year. And that was with the insecurity of when is Le'Veon coming back. He knows he is the man this entire offseason. Guys, this guy beat cancer. This guy was in chemo doing two-a-days at Pitt. And if we know anything about Pitt, they put out quality players. Not, I shouldn't say quality players. I guess other than Larry Fitzgerald, um, the running backs that have come out there are studs. Almost every year they put out a stud running back. Whether it's LaShawn McCoy or Deion Lewis or, um, you know, James Conner. So that's a running back university right there. I just think he's going to be the focal point of the Pittsburgh offense. And I think... Um, I think Pittsburgh is going to be a title contender this year. I think it's it's a addition by subtraction, getting rid of, you know, kind of cutting the head off of the snake, 
getting the poison out of the facility, getting rid of Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, I think Big Ben's going to have a great year and Connor is going to eat. So he's my first tier one guy. Uh, expert consensus have him at seven. Okay. Um, number five, I have Nick Chubb. Guys, this is the guy I'm targeting in all my drafts. Uh, this is the man I want. This is the guy. I am going to reach for him. I would rather pick Chubb over Zeke. If you give me the choice, if I have the fourth pick in the draft and the top three guys are gone and it's between Zeke and Chubb, I'm taking Chubb. And that says a whole lot. Uh, I just, I love this guy. And after they got rid of uh Duke Johnson, it shot him up from my eight selection all the way up to five. He's just so freaking talented, guys, and that offense is going to be high-flying. OBJ is going to get them close to the end zone, and there's nobody else until week 10, and I guess they could put Kareem Hunt in, but I think Chubb's going to be on such a roll that they're not going to want to mess with that, and maybe they do, but um, maybe get Kareem Hunt as your very last pick. Um... Actually, you know, I don't like that strategy. The thing is, the guy's not going to play till week 10. So don't even bother with him on your roster. Just um, maybe pick him up in waivers later if you're scared about that. If you are the Chubb owner. All right. Number four. I have Saquon Barkley. I know people are going to eat me alive for this. But guys, I do not see it. I do not see a situation where he is the number one guy. He is the number one expert consensus guy across everyone in the industry. I know there's some people that have him as their number two guy, but nobody has him as low as I have him. I have him as my four slot. The reason why, I don't think New York's very good. I think Barkley is a a once-in-a-generation talent, but I also think last year he benefited a ton from OBJ being on the field. Think if you're a defensive coordinator and you are scheming to stop the New York Giants offense. Who are you scared of? Sterling Shepard? Golden Tate? Evan Ingram is really the only other guy in that offense that is going to eat. And Eli Manning? Please. Just put Daniel Jones in and you'll win the same amount of games and get the guy some, you know, some time on the field. I just don't... Guys, number ones never repeat. Remember all the guys that were drafting Todd Gurley number one overall last year? Did any of them win the championship? There's no Todd Gurley drafters last year that were happy. So that's where I have Barkley. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Eat me up. I don't care. Number three, I have Ezekiel Elliott, the best back in football, hands down reason why I have him here at three is just because of the contract stuff. Um, the thing about the top two guys is they catch more balls than him. And they're just a little bit younger and more explosive. And on um, offenses that need them more, that utilize them more. Um, Zeke is so important in the blocking game, in the receiving game, and the rushing game. He's just... He's the most important back in football, and I think he's doing. He's gonna sign. They're gonna reach that 
Um, they're going to reach that deal and he's going to be fine. This guy loves to play football. He's not one of these guys that you have to be worried about after the contract that he just doesn't care anymore. He's going to be fine. Um, so that's where I have Zeke, guys. Deal with it. Uh, number two, I have the most exciting player other than Tyreek Hill to play football. I have Alvin Kamara. Super Camario. This guy is one of my most favorite players to watch because it's just so effortless and he's just so slippery. He's like a seal out there. Nobody can tackle this guy. Um, And guess what? Mark Ingram's gone. Latavius Murray comes in. But I believe that there's still trust to be established there. And the offense goes through Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. And guess what? Michael Thomas doesn't score a hell of a lot of touchdowns. Uh, And Alvin Kamara is going to get a lot more red zone work. Um, That's why I have him there. Expert consensus have him at three. I forgot to mention uh, Zeke Elliott. Experts have him at four. So my number one overall guy happens to be a white boy. CMC, run CMC, baby. Uh, Not much to say, guys. Christian McCaffrey puts up receiver-like numbers, puts up touchdowns, puts up rushing yards. The offense runs through him. Guess what? Devin Funches is gone out of this offense. Cam Newton is healthy again. CMC is going to eat. He is my number one overall guy. Experts have him at number two. Um, And I know it's kind of anticlimactic, but that's it. I don't have nothing else to say. That is my top 30. So I'm going to run it back down. So my tier one guys are Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, and James Conner. Those are my league winners right there, guys. If you can get those guys as your first, you got to target one of those guys. Tier two guys, I have David Johnson, Devontae Freeman, Sony Michelle, Todd Gurley, On Johnson, Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, Dalvin Cook, and David Montgomery. Those are my tier two guys. From 16 to 22 are my tier... Uh, Third tier, guys, I have Marlon Mack, Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette, Tevin Coleman, Derek Henry, Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay. And then to round out my last tier, 23 to 30, I have Austin Eckler, the Philadelphia running backs, Lamar Miller, Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs, Tariq Cohen, Washington Redstick, uh, Redskins running backs, and the Tampa Bay running backs. Okay, uh, to finish out the show, I got some questions on Instagram that I wanted to answer. Feel free to DM me on Instagram. It's the Fantasy Football Freak, or you can hit me up on Twitter. It's Christian's Head. Um, so this is from David Wesselman in Newport Beach. I think that's in Florida or California, one of those. Um. What is the optimal draft position? Um, so I've been on Draft Wizard and on Sleeper, I have played around with my most favorite draft positions, and right now it's seven. I really like seven. The the reason why is because you can one of these tier one guys likely drops to you, 
Um, so you maybe get a Connor or a Chubb as your pick seven. And then on the way back, you can get a tier at the, the end of tier two or the beginning of tier three. So that puts you in a really good situation where you can take your running back. You can take two running backs quick and get two of the guys in the top 15. So that's the reason why I like seven. One position I also like is 12. 12 is nice because you can get um, the 12th and the 13th pick. So you can get like a Chris Carson and Todd Gurley or like a Sony Michelle and Dalvin Cook or something like that. So you can get two tier two guys. So I like that too. But seven is where that's my uh, favorite. So thank you, David. This is from Kirk S. and Tacoma, Washington. Who is the sleeper tight end this year? Um, Well, my next episode, I'm going to do tight ends, kickers, and defenses. I know, most boring episode of the year. Right after the most exciting episode of the year. But um, you will get, I, I will say some sleeper tight ends there. But just off the top of my head right now. I know rookie tight ends are not a popular thing, but if you want to reach at the very end of your draft, um, TJ Hawkinson, I think, will be good in Detroit. But um, if you want, let me see. Let's throw out, let's say David Njoku or OJ Howard, one of those athletic freaks. Um, are they the when you say sleeper tight end, that's all you said. Who who is your sleeper tight end this year? Sleeper to me is a guy who can crack the top five, who has not cracked it before. So that's, um, I'll say David Njoku in Cleveland or OJ Howard in Tampa. And last one is from Green Bay Boy. Boy with B-O-I. You must be um, one of them urban folks. So... um, Green Bay boy from Madison, Wisconsin. Well, you are close to Green Bay. What is your draft philosophy on quarterbacks? Uh, Okay. Don't draft quarterback early. Don't be the guy to go and get Patrick Mahomes in the first or second round, guys. You're ruining your draft right off the beginning. The difference is your tier one running backs, there's like six guys. Those are your league winners. The 18th or 19th best quarterback at the end of the year is very similar to the top two or three quarterbacks. So your tier one quarterbacks might be a 10 to 12 guy list. Um, So just go late and get like a Jared Goff or um, a Russell Wilson or Cam Newton. And you have a chance to get a top five guy. But don't waste your a first round or a second round pick on a quarterback. My opinion is wait at least until the eighth round. And you can pick up, you can honestly pick up like a Phillip Rivers in the 10th round if you need to. Or just stream the position, guys. Lamar Jackson, (coughs) excuse me, Lamar Jackson is a great fantasy option. Josh Allen is a great fantasy option. And those guys you can get is like your second to last pick. So thank you, Green Bay boy. Anyways, guys, running a little bit late on this episode. Sorry, it's the most important episode of the year. Um, hit me up on Instagram. Get out there and do your mock drafts. Make sure that you get 
you some tier one guys or at least two tier two guys those are that's kind of how i balance that anyway i'm signing off next week we will cover tight ends kickers and defenses and then guess what it's time for football all right fantasy freaks i'm out